Welcome to our podcast, We're Not So Different. I'm Samira. And I'm Ali. We're two professionals having real conversations about our experiences at home, work, and out in the community. We tell our stories through the lens of our different backgrounds to just find out that we're not so different. In our podcast, we'll explore ways that we can improve engagement and bridge social gaps while trying to find the humor in it all. Check us out on social media at WNSDifferent or email us at WNSDifferent at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of We're Not So Different podcast. I'm Samira here with Ali. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about where are the boundaries when it comes to your principles and values when you're in leadership? Is it right? Is it wrong? Should people compromise? Should they mm-hmm. stick 100% to their core values? Mm-hmm. Or should they be able to bend a little bit? Or a lot. Or a lot in some cases. Mm-hmm. In order to make specific allies, in order to progress a specific cause. So what are your thoughts, Sully? Why don't I have to go first? I'm like the militant one. The, oh, yeah. I thought you said you were the Middleton one. I'm like, <laughs> my eyes almost flew out of the sockets. You're the Middleton. Uh, yeah, well, I want us. Let's start out extreme. Let's go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> part of the reason this conversation came up is because RBG passed away. Yeah. Lewis passed away a couple a month ago or whatever it was. And me and my friends were having some conversations about what happens when you have people that are front running and being activists or it were activists. I mean, you could look mm-hmm. at Jesse Jackson, right, as well. You could look at some of the black preachers, um, where they stood and who they walked next to way back in the day, mm-hmm. right? And who they hung out with when they were young and first got started and then kind of where they ended up. And part of it, part of the conversation we were having kind of centered around, well, when people raise up civil rights activists, for example, because we were talking mm-hmm. about Lewis. When people raise up civil rights activists, and not just him, but just anybody in general, there's all people instantly think about instantly think about the civil rights era, right? They instantly think about MLK, right? If they're kind of on the middle of the road and like we don't want to rock the boat too much. Let's right. be, you know, let's be relatively passive. Even though I even though I will give full credit to to MLK because he started going after money later on. Yeah. And that's ultimately what resulted in his death. He was going after economics. He was saying pull your money out of white institutions, mm-hmm. invest in black institutions. Build wealth. He was organizing, he was talking about building wealth. So he went there from a financial aspect, but he was basically nonviolent. Mm-hmm. And then you think about people like Malcolm X, you think about the Black Panthers, there's other groups that you think about. So some of those groups, and even to some degree MLK, was very forceful in saying, I'm not going to compromise my values, even his nonviolent stance, right? He, he, for the most part, he didn't really compromise that at all. Right. Um, Malcolm, Malcolm was more on the, I'm going to defend myself standpoint. They always right. think of him as being violent, but he just said, I'm going to defend myself. He didn't right. go, he didn't drive to quote unquote white town and threaten to kill people. He, he just didn't. simply said, if you don't come to my house, shoot through my window, burn a cross on my lawn and pull my people from alleyways and storefronts to go lynch him, I'm going to defend myself. Right. Um, the classic wolf and the sheep. But you wonder as time goes on and we get we've gotten out of that era, um, partially due to advancements and we become comfortable. 
right? And we don't feel like we need to go scream in the street anymore or fight as hard. Um, what happens when people like take office, right? Yeah. And they have to deal with everyone else work. around. I'll them. add even at work. Very true. Yeah, it, 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 it really goes everywhere, right? It goes everywhere. And so you think about like, what do I have to actually do to get things done? Yeah. And and I think about, you know, a recent, um, there was a guy who was an activist in Charlotte, North Carolina, after the shooting of a black man, he was able to run for city council. And after he ran for city council, Wait, he, go back. He shot a black man? No, no, he didn't. He, after oh, a black man was shot. Got it. Okay. By the police. I, was, I thought he shot a black man. And then ran for city and council. And then ran for city council. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I missed this one. Okay, okay. So he was able to work on, they had a, a change in leadership. He was able to work on laws that basically, one of the big ones he did was, usually in court, they only require that you bring one minute of body cam footage from the police. Mm -hmm. He he helped drive the change that made it so that you brought in the entire tape. So it wasn't just get off me, get off me, get off me, bang, bang, bang. But right. what happened that led up to that? Did you properly de-escalate? De Why do so many black men go home in a body bag right. versus white men that walk Let's get home? The full story. Yeah, or they kill people. You just pick them up the next day, no problem, right? So he was able to get more done, but he also talked about how slow that process was. He talked about having to talk across the aisle that people that to people that don't look like you people who don't understand and the same thing with congress i think i posted a story about uh the young brother that was rapping about the judicial system and the executive branch of the government and the mm -hmm. legislative branch mm -hmm. all in a rap and it was actually pretty dope yeah that was um, a long time ago we can um, find that up and find it and repost it yeah we should repost it and it was very interesting because he talks about you know a president which i've been saying for a while President is a figurehead. Mm -hmm. Or why was it so noticeable that Obama couldn't get anything done when he first started? Because Congress refused to support right. anything that he wanted to do. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And that's that's who passes laws, the legislative right. court. So, I, don't, I mean, you know, I, I feel like I know what's necessary, but my blood runs hot. So I always want to fight. And I always want to be. You do. I always want to be You're aggressive about my. You're quick to respond and quick to, yeah. You're getting better, though. I'll give you that. I don't want to get better. You don't. Well, you, you should. I want to keep the fire. <laughs> Trust me, the fire ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's just about, it's just about learning, becoming wise, and learning when to release the flame, when to fan the flame, when to kind of redirect it. Yeah. Right, and that's really where we have to be smarter and more wise about because we see it all the time when. You know, I think as people and as communities, as media, when we we like to paint people into or put people into one corner or into mm -hmm. one bucket mm -hmm. and say you are this, so therefore you have to be all of this all the way till the end. And you don't, they don't think about what does it actually take to get there. Yeah. So like when you brought up Obama, you know, there are a lot of legislative that legislature that he passed that a lot of people didn't like. Yeah. But you have to understand the whole story, right? We'd have to look at each one and say, okay, why did we do this? Why did we do this? We don't really like it, but is it in the right direction? A perfect recent example is the SB 145 bill that Gavin Newsom recently passed, mm -hmm. which has to do with statutory rape and who has to register as a pedophile. So from the research we've done, right, and the articles we've been able to read, and if you guys have anything different, please send it our way, wnsdifferent at gmail.com. But 
basically all it was doing was making the law fair mm-hmm. and not biased based on the type of intercourse people were having, whether Correct. it was anal, oral, or vaginal, where previ- before the bill passed, if somebody had vaginal intercourse with somebody who was underage, whether it was... Basically male and female. Male and female. As long as the younger person was over 14 years old and the age difference was not more than 10 years, then it was up to the judge Mm -hmm. to decide whether that person had to register as a sex offender. Mm -hmm. But before the bill, if it was anal or oral, Mm -hmm. which could have been two men... Yep. or you know however then no matter what the age difference was even if it was 17 and 18 that 18 year old had to register as a pedophile right even if they were high school sweethearts and had been doing yep. it all that time and yep. it wasn't so and so that is you know it just took a crappy bill that wasn't really protecting you know young children and made it fair You're right, <laughs> for right. every for, for homosexuals for everyone, essentially, any type or, yeah, of yeah. intercourse. Or any really. type of intercourse, yeah. So you know, so now the conversation and, and the propaganda behind it is that it's the pedophile law, mm. which goes into the whole belief of oh, gay people are pedophiles and they're and but what it really does is that it reduces the amount of people that have to register because they're nonviolent, they're non predators, right? Right. So it allows this people that are working in the system to actually go after people who are threats yeah right so that's actually what it does however the problem is is the assumption is that the judges are always going to pick the right person like the right predator to require to be the to to register that's a huge assumption right one data facts biases alignments how corrupt is that judge all of that has to go into play but here's the really crappy part is the 10 year part. Yeah. 10, Ten years, years is a from long 15 time. 15 to 25. That's, that's a huge yeah, number. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's It a, needs to be it they need to do that. But the question is is could they have done that all in one bill? Like that, why wasn't that changed in addition? Like I'm all for it being equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, me too and, for sure. Like and whatever your it be, whatever your preference is, you shouldn't get punished because right. You're, you're, you know, 18 you to 17, 17 to 19, you're, you're a homosexual man, like whatever. It, right. Agreed. Like you shouldn't be punished for that. You shouldn't be re- have to. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But at the same time, you know, it maybe it should go to a jury and not a judge. Yeah, or maybe, that's... you know, <clears throat> there needs to be audits that happen and write more checks and, you know, change that law. I think 14 still too young. Make it 16. Yeah. And six years or five years or four yeah, yeah, years yeah, yeah. different because i'll be honest because i think it was for between ages 14 and 17 i think i in the bill I, like we that. can be corrected but i thought yeah. it was if you're under 14 or 14 and under but that's okay but either way the point of the matter is is that's still a very young base yeah and the 10 years is still way too much because 16 to 26 is a huge difference yeah and i was that person who didn't date anybody in high school i always dated somebody older than me i was but they were around four years max it was never really higher 16 to 20 i was very mature and they were very immature sure so it balanced out it balanced out (laughs) but Learn um, something new about you every day. Every How, day. We have a whole episode on 
you stomping around in West Fresno being coffee. fast. Yeah. I was not fast. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Now you know. Now it's those things that made me get married at nineteen because I couldn't be let myself be stereotyped as one of those fast girls. I only date girls. the older boys. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I know. I know a lot Your of times. Impression of me. <laughs> if you guys want to see an impression of me, done by Ali, you have to go to our Instagram page, WNS Different, on the September eighteenth. Seventeenth. 17th, you're right. Yeah, the yeah. September 17th IG Live at the end. Ali does an uncanny impression of me. It's <laughs> hilarious. But we digress. So the, the bill thing is interesting because what we do know is that when you start talking about politics, mm-hmm. because bills have to circulate around and you have to be all in agreement, yeah. people strike stuff out and they tack stuff on, right? So they'll yeah. say hey, Democrats, if you want to pass something, Mm -hmm. the only way we're going to let this fly is if we tack on something over here. Right. And Democrats tell Republicans, if you want to pass this bill, we have to tack on something here or we're going to redact this or whatever. So, And that's why they're having such a hard time with the stimulus package. Right. Right. And there is such a... going back and forth. It's a big game of of cat and mouse, but, you know... You give me what you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. But the problem is, is that it goes too far. Like it becomes extreme asks. I mean, not only extreme extreme asks, but like it's also not for the people. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, and and we'll get into like the more the activism bit of it. But anecdotally, I remember my dad. I talked to him the other night, and we were having a conversation about how names are used to send messages. Right? Why do they call it Obamacare? Has any other president had a healthcare system or act or reform named after them? Mm-mm. If you tie someone's, not that I know of. if you tie someone's name, and I'm not saying there hasn't been, but I'm just, yeah. I don't, I can't not really think of one. It's not popular enough. But if you it. tie his name to it, it's the Black Healthcare Bill, bill, right? And as evidenced by that, oh, there was a person in Tennessee that had an illness and ref- said, "There's no way I would elect or vote for anybody." For Obamacare, and he said, "I'd rather die than vote for Obamacare." Obamacare was repealed for, I guess, his area or whatever the story. I didn't get the specifics from mm-hmm. my dad on what happened, but he could have went to Kentucky, signed up, and had his life saved. Instead, he's like, "I'm not voting for Obamacare no matter what," and he did die. So, if the bill had, if it had been named something else, health care for all. Healthcare mm-hmm. for a couple, healthcare for me and my homies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Would that person have done that, or or if it hadn't been associated mm-hmm. with a person, but associated with just health, just health in general, right. would that happen? And we also talked about you know the number of people that voted for him by demographic. It was ninety percent black, high eighties for Hispanics and Latinos, um, high for Asians. For whites, the first go round was I think forty three percent. The second go round was thirty nine percent. For Obama, not that it's a big deal. You can vote for who you want to, but the point of it is there are people that exist that when you tie things there, that they associate a name with it, and they're saying, "I have so much hate and vitriol, it doesn't matter." And this goes back to what happened when he when he got into office, right? Mm-hmm. It was he's in office. I don't care what he does. We're gonna go to we're gonna vote against it, and you need the full run of the Democrat to push stuff through. And then when Trump goes in, I'm gonna undo everything Obama did. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it helps. And in yeah. a lot of cases, it helps people in general. So back to the it point of... A lot of uh, Trump constituents. 
we're benefiting from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so part of it is, to your point, is when someone gets into office, do we unduly criticize them for taking baby steps mm -hmm. because they don't have a choice? And we've experienced this in our own work at our jobs. Mm -hmm. And we had a conversation with someone not too long ago mm -hmm. where their reaction was, well, you don't want people to feel as though they're not thought of or they're not included or what have you. Right. And I find my, I found myself for the umpteenth time explaining, once again, if I raise my hand and say someone's stepping on my toe, yeah. why is your knee-jerk reaction to say, I don't believe you and be quiet? What does it matter to you if someone gets off of my foot? What does it matter to you if we stop getting killed by the police at a high rate? What does it matter to you if raids are not performed on African-Americans at a high rate? What does it matter to right. you if we receive equal pay, if women receive equal pay, if women are promoted at the same rate as men, if Latinos are not given a hard time and they're allowed to be citizens and actually right. contribute and pay income tax and federal tax? What for does it matter that they're already doing. for picking grapes and strawberries? What does for it- For feeding us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter to you? And the knee jerk is, well, this somehow encroaches on me. And we have our we have to explain that over and over again. But I imagine if I was in Congress with the same message, there would just be a room full of people that say, I don't even want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think to your point, the baby step pieces come in and we we unfortunately we cannot expect activists to maintain this maintain the same voice and tenor in the higher up the political ladder they go. I mean, AOC's been ripping people apart, which is great to watch. Is. But <laughs> we know that people will not work with her because she's speaking truth to power. Right. And for all these folks that are in power, they feel as though they're under threat. It doesn't make any sense to me, but they feel as though they're under threat because somehow this is going to threaten them. Some people will say it goes back to what's happened 400 years ago right. and what went, went for 250 years. And the fear is that we will do to them what they've done to us. Right, right. And I, the I, truth is, if you guys were going to do that, you would have done it by now. Yeah. And we don't even have to go back 400 years. We just go back the last couple of years, the yeah. last couple of months, and we can see all of the hate and prejudice that happens. Like, for example, even with the camera, like, why did he have to fight so hard and why did it take so long for them to just do the right thing? Like, it's just, you're arguing against the protection of people. You're arguing against the protection of children. Why is this even up for debate? It's only, that's, it's, the, that's what makes me wonder, like, we're not looking at the right things. We're looking at it as you're the messenger, so therefore I don't like the message versus... What is the message? No, oh, no, one hundred percent. It's so think, ridiculous. Think of, I remember this. You remember? <laughs> you remember when it, it's one? It's 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 kind of like the, it's kind of like the who who did happen to effect? Mm -hmm. When Christopher Reeves, the dude that played the original Superman in the mm -hmm. movies, when he fell off his horse and broke his neck, yeah. there was all kind of money that went into spinal research and how do you get people to walk in because of who it happened to? It was Superman. It was Superman, right? It was yeah. Christopher Reeves. It was a staunch, Reeves. you know, quote unquote, good looking white man. Yeah. Right? Like. Well, to you know, good family, nice guy. All that. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, now we have to. So when it happens to someone who looks a certain way, 
then you get that push. Right. Well, who died from breast cancer? Who died from this? Who died yeah. from that? Then we'll put money into it. Then we'll go right. after it. Then we'll figure it out. Right. But if it's a person of color and they say, well, this is a problem over here. It's just like, no, nah, I don't, I don't know. Not a big deal. Nope. I think you're making it up, actually. They're really sick. <laughs> Were they, they really sick? Faking it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, so my question, one of the questions I would have for you then would be, okay. how important is it for you to either a go in and say you know what i'm just going to go in and just do this slow i'm going to do the i'm going to race like the turtle or do you say or is it preferable to wait for big incidents to happen like like you mentioned before like with the george floyd thing i'm sure if there was a different president more stuff would be done but is it like do we wait for something big to happen and we can apply this to not race right this is this is like when all the democrats flooded and said oh we got to do something different you saw this wave of grassroots democrats running for office Mm -hmm. men women people Mm -hmm. of color everyone just going in like we have to do something different right do we wait for big events they're not even all democrats no they're not just just progressive in general like i wouldn't even i wouldn't even call this new movement i don't even know what to call it except I would say just progressive. Is, yeah, because like, this, this is a shit show. Forward. Like, yeah, because this is a shit show. I can't say this is even a Democratic Party because the Democratic Party aligns more with conservatism a little bit. Like they're yeah. real, like the only areas that they're really like, oh, you know, gay rights. Yeah. Pro-choice. Really, that's really yeah, those are the, Everything the else most. is more like. But but now you know, and even like a couple of years ago, like when when Trump first got in office, there was that heavy push <laughs> then too. But do we wait for things like that? No, we shouldn't. Okay. That's the problem. Is people wait till things are are really bad before they do anything. Mm-hmm. We don't look at the symptoms. We we see the symptoms, and this you see this everywhere. You see this in relationships. You see this at work. Mm-hmm. You see this in government. You see this really, or even in our own health. We have a symptom and we'll be like, I'll just take some Advil, mm-hmm. right? Or I'll just, you know, take a nap or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, hey, this is the symptom. We're just going to create this workaround. Mm-hmm. We're just going to put this patch. We're mm-hmm. not going to like actually fix the bug. We're going to like just patch it. And then mm-hmm. that causes more problems and causes more problems, right? All everyone does that. We just do that for some reason. We don't take the time to really look at what is the root cause. Like, what are we really saying? What are we really doing? Until you know, you have so many patches on this, on this like water main that it event eventually bursts. Yeah. Right. Because it just it it has no integrity. It's it's not stable. So we cannot wait until it's so bad. We shouldn't. Yeah. Like we're not doing ourselves any favor. It's more dramatic and romantic when we do, right? Like the grand gesture, like save the damsel in distress from the castle yeah, type yeah. thing. When it's like, do you really need all that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? true. And we're, we're just, we're human and we like the dramatics, I think. But if we just did things slowly, like even with, you know, this podcast, how many people have started podcasts or consulting businesses based off of the incidents that happened with George Floyd? Yeah. Right? where so many people have been doing these types of things for years before true for months before for like before they were they saw the need and they filled it right so that's really what needs to be happening those people need to be doing it that way we don't have to wait until the whole state burns down before we're like oh hey maybe we should take climate change seriously yeah. until random tornadoes start showing up and yeah you know, we're desperate. Like all of the signs are there. They've been there for decades and centuries. You just need to pay attention and do something. 
I'm, I'm a very preventative person mm-hmm. when it comes to my health or anything, almost t- to a point where it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And even at work, I mean, I thought this was great advice because once I got this advice and I actually applied it, I saw how much more effective I was afterwards. But other people, when I tell them this, they're like, oh, he was just trying to dim your, your light and slow you down. I disagree because... I, I heard what he was saying and I it resonated with me. Mm-hmm. The best feedback I've ever gotten was from a boss a few years ago. And he said, Samira, he's like, you have a lot of really great ideas. You're really smart. Liar. <laughs> he was like, you have a lot of really great ideas. And he was like, you, you can see what needs to get done ahead of time. Mm-hmm. He's like, but not everyone thinks like you and not everyone moves at your pace. Mm -hmm. So he's like, pick one or two good ideas at a time. And he's like, keep the rest. He's like, I'm not saying don't think about it. He's like, just don't share them right away Mm -hmm. because not everybody can handle that. Mm -hmm. But just address that one or two. He's like, because you also end up becoming this squeaky wheel that's always bringing up what's not going to work. And then people stop listening. I, I don't see how that that's a negative. What do you say? Exactly. To I don't me, know who said it. That I mean, I, I think yeah, that I think it was more like, oh, he's a man, you're a woman, and he's oh, just trying got to slow you down it. type thing. But I didn't. No. I never thought of it that way, and I didn't think of him him specifically as that way. But so for me, it really resonated with me because yeah. that was my experience. Is that I have all these really great ideas, and I'm usually right about it. And no one's listening. Why aren't they listening? Like, I just yeah. didn't understand why I wasn't being effective. Because here but, you go again. What? Because here you go again. Is right. There, is exactly. there a thought? They're exactly. Just like, Even though I'm bringing up good points, nobody wants to hear it because that bias is up. Right? I've been there. You know? All the time. <laughs> so that's when, when I started to take his advice, I started to see how much more effective I was. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, is even all of these other ideas and things that I'm thinking about, I'm already kind of working on them a little bit and they just automatically organically come in. It just becomes part of the process, part of the flow of, of how things are supposed to progress. Yeah. Right. So it's just really, for me, I really think it's important for us to, as we see things address it, don't wait until it's a big issue. Like don't wait until it's something that's so big and dramatic and, and painful. It's usually, it usually comes from pain. People have died. People have suffered. Why should they have to suffer when we see the symptoms, right? We see what's happening. We see what's going on. We see what's happening with the earth. Why aren't we taking care of it? We see what's happening with humanity. Why aren't we just being nicer to each other? Why do we keep feeding into all of this propaganda that divides us? Can I be a contrarian and a pessimist at I, the same time? I, I, I don't know that you know any other way of being. I'm just kidding. You no, know. that's actually a fair statement. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no I think that's no, true. No, because you, you have moments where you're you're not, and you surprise me. But you are. I surprise myself. It's, it's unnatural for sure. It no. hurts. It hurts. <laughs> there's it hurts there's like a pain like right underneath my heart, like, like in my broke. solar plexus area. And I'm just like, why why am I hurt? Why does my chest hurt? Oh, I'm being understanding and thoughtful and optimistic. Ouch. Ouch. So, I, I would just want to throw out an example, and just because, I, and the only reason why I'm throwing this out is because I I was having a conversation with my dad last night, and 
he recommended that I read a book by Isabel Wilkerson called Cast, um, and a few other things just 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 to really understand like why are we where we are. And one thing that I would throw out when, when I was thinking about this process or, or just, you know, legislation and all these things and people taking it slow is I was thinking about what they classify as hate crimes mm-hmm. and why there was so much back and forth about making lynching a hate crime. It, I mean, it just got passed. Wasn't it this year? Yeah. I think, I believe it was early this year, if I'm not mistaken, because they had the one person that was like, well, I don't know. So, and and I think, I'll have to look this up and fact check myself at some point, so don't be too cruel. Either 2000 or 2009 in Mississippi, they just removed segregated proms off the official books. Segregated what? Segregated proms for kids. Oh, prom. They like were the still dances. legally segregated. Okay, I thought it was. I thought you were. Talking, I was like, he can't be talking about dances. Okay, yeah, proms. Yeah, proms. legit. And then I think about over the course of time. You know, there's this 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 phrase of when people show you who they are, believe them. So I think about the lynching. I think about these these really old legal legislative things that are mm-hmm. in the books, you know, FHA saying don't sell to black folks. Um, and some of that language having existed in these yeah. real t- these real estate agreements like in black and white, in black and white, well up past segregation. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think about even the country, like the, the union quote unquote won, but you use the national anthem from someone who was a slave owner and mm-hmm. a bona fide racist you hang monuments of up of the people who lost. It's that's treason. Mm-hmm. By all intents and purposes, you're still whistling Dixie and bringing the flag back. To, like, so if you're still arguing about whether or not lynching a person, hanging them from from the neck, and most of that, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, when it comes to whites hanging African Americans, it's it's not legal and it's for a reason other than them doing something wrong other than, you know, basically for, you know, congratulations for being black. Here's a rope. Mm -hmm. You just, you wonder sometimes about what are people really thinking and what are they trying to do? Is, is racism so embedded and patriarchal things so embedded that it doesn't matter what you raise your hand and say, this should be different. I am my knee jerk is always going to be no, Mm -hmm. because this was established by a white man. Mm -hmm. Therefore it's not for women, white or otherwise. It's not for people of color and it's not for you to disagree with Mm -hmm. at all. Because my question is who does it impact? If you say hanging someone with a rope is a hate crime, especially if you are a different color than that person. And the history is that this is white people's, this is their MO, right? Like, so I think about things like that over here. And the only reason why I bring up the historical aspect is because the mentality is the same. Mm -hmm. Why are we arguing about this in 2020? Why is this, why is lynching it? What what are we talking about at this point? Dragging people from the back of pickup trucks and shit. What are we, what, 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 what? And you think about what happened when Ahmaud Arbery got killed. It was a former police officer, his son. The tape went to the DA's office. They said, I don't see nothing wrong here. And hit it. So 
I even wonder when we talk about making baby steps, because I think about legislative and laws and I think about who's scrubbing these laws, just like with just like with SB 145. Right. Who's reading this stuff and right. saying, you know what? This ain't right. Right. And we need to change it. And if they do change it, mm-hmm. if they do say, hey, um, so and so, I was thinking about this bill. Eh, it probably needs to change. Right. We probably need to treat. LGBTQ community the same when it comes to these sorts of interactions. We probably need to say lynching is a hate crime. I mean, it is like the 21st century. Maybe we ought to back off that. Oh, I'll leave it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. and I'm not saying that from a give up perspective. I'm just saying it like I feel like people have done this. Yeah. And they're trying to take very small steps, like, hey, hint, hint, so and so. But it's I don't know. It's I mean, I, you don't have to be, you don't have to be, you know small about it like I don't I don't think that the things I do I mean when it comes to work if it's a process or things like that I'm gonna play small I'm not not play small I'm not gonna go gung-ho yeah flip the table I'm not gonna do all that because it's not that serious Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's Mm -hmm. not life or death and you just mean work specifically not necessarily activism right no I'm not talking in this specific scenario I'm not talking activism I'm talking you know, when I play small, it's more in a context of, or not small, I'm not as loud or, or assertive. It's not going to be in the context of at work. It's going to be in the context of, of yeah, work yeah. or like things where I really am relying on these relationships, like yeah. my kids or, a, you know, friends or family. I'm going to take the nicer route. Yeah, you got to play gonna, nice. I'm going to play nice. I'm yeah. going to try to be more diplomatic about it. I'll be assertive, but I'm not going to be like in your face rude about it. I'll be yeah. assertive, but in a, in a polite way. And can you do me a favor? I don't know how to spell dipl- diplomatic. Was that the word? That's the word. <laughs> yeah, you have to teach me. I'll have to teach you that word. <laughs> but when it comes to more serious things, I'll go rogue. I have yeah. no issue. Like, and you know, I've done it at yep. work where yep. it's like, I'll speak up. I'll say the things that need to be said. It doesn't matter who I'm speaking to. Yep. Again, I'll be diplomatic about it, but I'm going to say it. Like, I'm yeah. not going to not say something. I'm not going to n- just, like, let it go. If it's impacting somebody's well-being, if it's imp- preventing someone from having an opportunity, if it's doing anything that's impacting a, a human being, yeah. you know, then I I will speak up and say something. And I'll be... I. I will be more assertive about it. Yeah. I mean, it depends how much it needs to escalate. Yeah. You attract more bees with honey sort of thing. Right. Outside of work, it's a, it'll be a whole other story, right? You, you know, you do what you have to do and you should, we should be more, even with this SB 145, you know, I don't like how it's being brought up, but I'm glad it's being brought up. I think the way that it's being brought up is in a divisive way to try to get, more people polarize people to polarize and, yeah, yeah. people more on on the top on a topic that is so serious yeah right like, why are you playing games with that why are you playing games with that that's yeah. not even that's not even cool we're yeah. talking sex trafficking we're talking you know people's well-being it's just children you know innocent you know just it's a, to it's polarize a, that to politicize that yeah. in a way that's divisive politicize it in a way that's going to unite us. That's going to be like, look, every party out there, I can guarantee that the majority of you are going to be with us on this issue. Yeah. We need to protect our children. We need to stop 
check uh, sex trafficking we mm-hmm. need human trafficking even for labor we need yeah. to stop that yeah let's band together and do that versus let's focus on how crazy they are and how much they're pushing pedophilia because we don't <laughs> like that gay people now have the same rights as right. non-gay people <laughs> right like let's let's focus on that it's like really is that what you're focusing on yeah rather than and you're right rather I mean, it's, than it's, the it's, fact that we're talking about pedophilia it's like the alignment majority episode. of pedophiles are not act don't actually identify as gay even yeah. if it is watch to catch a predator or read about the boy scouts of america or the catholic church or like yeah i mean like you see it all the time like they don't identify as gay yeah no right no some of them have families yeah wives kids you know what i mean so it's all based in lies and propaganda and biases their own what what do they align with it's easier to believe that a gay person's a pedophile than it is for a a heterosexual person because I'm a heterosexual person. I can't imagine that my people would do anything like that. Yeah, and I'm just like, but... So it must be a them issue. It must be a them issue. Which is bull. Yeah, and aren't... Yeah, and the the, the number for women is high on who's who's molested at a young age by someone that they know. Oh, 100%. Which is typically not a homosexual male. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's a heterosexual weird uncle or dad or you know what i mean whatever yeah. cousin or whatever family older friend, kid you know older kid whatever yeah, yeah. um yeah. so i know that part of the difficulty is we talked about this in the civic i think there's two episodes we talked about human alignment number one mm-hmm. alignment episode in the civic engagement episode that'll come out we talk about mm-hmm. um engaging on that level since we're talking about politics and making sure that we you know whether it's a small step or a big step, mm-hmm. either way you have to get involved. And I think that there's a place for everyone. You might be more, you might be better received with a louder, more pronounced voice at your local in your local legislation, mm-hmm. right? Like right. you know, depending on your city, depending on your neighborhood, that's where you'll find that support. Mm-hmm. From a broader stance, when you're when you're trying to impact areas of the country that may not be as pro- as progressive mm-hmm. that may not be um may not care about your issues that's where the baby steps come in and that's where the importance of going out and voting comes in because you need a more progressive congress republican or democrat right. you need someone that says hey you know what i'm a republican but guess what i don't like seeing people get gunned down in the streets right so let's Absolutely. change that or i don't like the mistreatment and, of the lgbt community let's change right. that and, and you not, need you need that consensus right a hundred percent and it's not just like oh, we want to progress and what does that look like? It's really just about let's be progressive in the sense that this system, let's progress the system to a more humane one. That's all it is. We're not even talking about, yeah. When we say progressive, a lot of people want to align that with now we're going to uh, force all kids to, you know, who have questions about their sexuality to choose one or the other, like, you know, like, you know, like forcing things down people's throats. And it's like, that's not what we're saying. We're We're not going to do like you did us. Right. Exactly. We're going to say people are going to have a right to choose how they want to orient themselves, where they want to go to school, who they want to marry. Like, let's not focus so much on it so people can figure it out themselves (laughs) without forcing it. But when we talk, let's just recap real quick. Mm-hmm. When we talk about, uh, you know, being diplomatic 
Mm-hmm. You know, definitely with relationships at work, you want to be diplomatic. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to human rights issues, you we want to be proactive and and assertive. We want to yeah. not let it go. We want to yeah. be persistent. We don't want it. It may take time, and it's gonna take time. Yeah, right. It is, but you we have to keep going because if we don't, the alternative is devastating. Yeah, right. And I want to close out. In honor of uh, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it's this quote that she has is completely aligned to what we've been talking about. But she says, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. So something to reflect on, like how can I fight in a way where I can get more people to align with me, more people to help support it, so we're more effective in it, just like the African proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Thank you for listening to another episode of We're Not So Different Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, share, and review on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find us on social media by looking up the handle at WNS Different or We're Not So Different on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can also join us live on Instagram or check out our previous live episodes on IGTV by following us at WNSDifferent. If you have comments, questions, or thoughts, feel free to email us at WNSDifferent at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.